Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts. Chris Schubert floating around. Henry Johnston also floating around producing this thing. For some reason, Chris thinks he needs an extra producer for the show. I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, welcome, Henry. Nobody will actually see you or know that you're here, but I want the people to know that you're here. We know. uh, Yeah, yeah, you're looking at us, you know, so it definitely creates a weird feel. But uh, we're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information. Kyle, what do they have? NFL, what else? Everything. Yeah, Vegas. Football, basketball, Mm -hmm. baseball, Mm -hmm. hockey, Mm -hmm. uh, college sports, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. e-sports. They they have um, the casino, the Vegas casino games, the the digital slots you can play to. Any promotional offers people should be aware of? I believe uh, with promo code BLEAV50, they get a 50% a deposit match, right? Yeah, B L E A V five zero. Bet online where the game yeah. starts. Kyle, happy uh, eat outside day to you. No, I, I can tell you, I'm not going to celebrate that one, bro. This Bugs is flying around. Are you kidding? You're the king. Of let's go outside all the time. Am I? Yes. Or is it just when we travel places and we go to nice places like Las Vegas for the draft and we stay at a really nice Airbnb and there's a, a pool outside? Chris, sorry, almost had to drop the uh, expletive tag on the show within the first two minutes. And we're all sitting there. We're in Santa Monica for QB retreat and we're all sitting under the overhang here like a couple of schleps. Just uh, keep me out of the sun. And the guys, it's 75 degrees and balmy out. Like, what are we doing? We're on the Pacific Coast. Let's go sit outside and enjoy a sea breeze. And nobody wants to do it. Happy National South Carolina Day to you. Yeah. There, Chris. Chris felt something there. What they're, do you got? They're on, they're on my S list for the naming of the rooster. Oh, yeah, they fumbled that. But Henry. They, uh, they dropped the bag. Henry is South Carolina native, if I'm not mistaken, right? Thumbs and up. Thumbs you guys up. will never see thumbs him or up. know that, but he gave a thumbs up. It's South and that's Carolina where my, guy. And that's where my parents were moving to. That's why you got the big fist pump out of me. Right. That's where you and I are going to play uh, at, least three and a, at least three and a half rounds a year. How, yeah, Chris, how close will you be to Joe? I will be three hours from Joe when I visit my parents. So there is going to be golf between Joe and I in the future, which is great because we've never played. <laughs> Until we play at the Senior Bowl charity next year. Well, we yeah we we were there this year, but we were not participating. We were just we were right. Well, we, well, no, we, I'm we saying we're gonna have we're gonna have a group next Oof. year. We got to win then. I mean, that's that. Those are the standards. Well, the, the high bar. Hope you're not playing on playing my shots. <laughs> no, <laughs> Joe's drive, my putts will be fine. Kyle, just take a lesson, man. I think you got skill. You just you just I, need a little. I I do need to take a lesson. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Uh, Takes on Takes for you here on a Wednesday, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 169 of Takes on Takes. Yes, on a Wednesday. Why are we doing this on Wednesday, You're getting a Takes on Takes. Well, you're getting that because I am not going to be on the next two Mm. shows. 
I will not be floating around Ooh. producing this thing. That's part of the reason why Henry is here. He's going to be floating around producing this thing for the next two days. So I'm out for the next, actually the next three shows. So because of that, and because I am the take master, I'm the person that presents the takes, we kind of expedited the process and we put it here on a Wednesday. So I got a bunch of takes from the premium discord. Yes, Joseph. I need your take on, I mean, West Virginia, Pittsburgh, Thursday oh, yeah, take night. West, yeah, take West Virginia plus seven and a half. What are we doing here? Really? Oh, yeah. JT Daniels. We're all in. Kenan Slovis. Better JT. the defense. Pittsburgh's got a defense, brother. It's the but it's the, it, listen. These two teams are going to be so hyped for this game because it is the first backyard brawl in like forever. So these programs are excited. This is a hot seat year for for uh, Neil Brown. I, I I'm I fully anticipate West Virginia to cover the seven and a half. Kyle knows what the difference in this game is going to be. Kyle knows what is it. JT Daniels? Look. No, it's how you look, Kyle. It's how you look. Those, West Those helmets. Uniform. Yeah, it's true. It's how you look. And Those helmets are, they're going to win. The uniforms, too. They've they have got the the country roads, yeah, like the map phenomenal. on their shoulders at yeah, West Virginia. They can't lose in those. It, it, it's just, by law, it's not allowed. All right. I'll I, take- I will say, Chris, what's, what's your um, what's your heat meter on Neil Brown's seat there at West Virginia? Very hot. Because I'll, I'll be honest, um, I understood there was going to be a little transition with the program when Dana left, but um, it, it's it's been a little underwhelming, if I'm it, being it, honest. It has, and I think the the important thing to note is this is the first year where he has uh, – the offensive play calling is not going to be him. He's kind of divvied up the responsibilities of the way the offense is going to be run. This is easily the best quarterback that he's had since being there uh, with JT Daniels. So we'll see. if they, they either put it together this year or I think there are going to be a lot of questions at the end of the year for him. But that is not the take for today's show. we got a lot of takes. Mid-major Chris, the West Virginia Mountaineer fan. I mean, so – Tattle take. You should, your nickname shouldn't be Mid-Major Chris if you're a fan of the West Virginia Mountaineers. <laughs> you're right. I've only I've only talked about all, a bunch of Mid-Major programs on the show all the time. You're right. My brand doesn't right, I'll, I'll, I'll stop halting your first take. Go ahead. Uh, this take from um, Robert Adler, who always has very nuanced, Rob, schematic takes for us, and he has one Hold this on. week. Yeah, yeah, you're going to need the pen and piece of paper for this one. Uh, take, Jalen Hurts was at the bottom of the league throwing over the middle in 2021, about 10% of his throws. In 2022, he will be a top five quarterback in that regard, thanks to the likes of A.J. Brown and Zach Pascal. Top what quarterback? Top five quarterback. Wow. It takes some stones to to give this take and justify it, and the second name that you invoke is Zach Pascal, too. Like AJ's definitely gonna move the needle. Like we got that. You could have said, hey, you know, another year with Dallas Goder, a little bit more chemistry there. No, Zach Pascal's a guy. Joe, your thoughts? My my thought here, and and I, this isn't gonna answer the take. I I, I will say that Coward. I think that's too aggressive of a jump. But my comp for Jalen Hurts has always been Tyrod Taylor. You know what Tyrod Taylor was renownedly criticized for? Not throwing over the middle of the field with consistency. I feel like that's just a take a, a comp that I I nailed, but I think it's too aggressive of a jump. I would I would agree that the take is too aggressive. That's too high of a number, um, especially when you consider all the the Shanahan disciples mm-hmm. that exist, and they they like to hit the middle of the field and get the ball out quick. So I'll I'll sell top five for Jalen Hurts, but I think he will be markedly improved in his volume in that area of the field. Yeah. Got a take from Jason Eldred, first time taker. Oh, welcome oh to the show. Boy. Welcome Here to the show. we go. And you know it's hot because Chris pulled a first time take. 
Take. First time poster here. Jaden Reed will finish the season with a more complete profile and develop his ability to absorb contact at the catch point that would allow him to ascend to be a top 50 selection in the 2023 NFL draft. I will regret this next part, but his size, rack, and production will make him more productive this year than Josh Downs from UNC and Go Bills. Okay, so Go Bills is making Joe happy. He knew to tuck that in so that he would always end on a high note. Which is probably smart. Yeah, it's the way you present the take too, right? If you can sneak that in at the end, that probably is going to earn you some brownie points with at least one of the three of us if you talk about your team. Michigan State, Jaden Reed, right? Correct. I mean, I, I, my exposures to him are very small, so I, I can't speak on this. So he had 59 receptions for 1,026 Whoa. yards and 10 touchdowns last year. Whoa. At Michigan State, that's right. Oh, they, uh, not a quarterback. He was one of fi- five right? finalists for the Paul Horning Award as well. Wow. Okay. Uh, so that comes back to he he was in the return game as well. So you got a down the play or down the field play receiver, uh, very healthy yards per catch, uh, really good ball skills, involved in the the special teams game. I think top 50s, like, that's pretty aggressive. I know Keith really liked him, too, when he did him. I believe he's in Keith's TDM 100, top 100 palette. Uh, I would say if you gave me 75, I could get in on this. But I think top 50s, just in the midst of this wide receiver class, I think there's too many hurdles to, to find yourself that high because if you have the surplus, just like guys like Sky Moore, right, like, Sky Moore ended up not being a top 50 pick when it was all said and done because the wide receiver class was so good and so deep. So I I will pass on top 50, but it was a good take and a good player. So I, I think he's on to something here. How does he compare to uh, Rakeem Jarrett at Maryland? I found this on the web. Well, Siri had an answer for you. Siri's <laughs> um, <Sure>, ready to go. Siri's <laughs> ready to go. Um <laughs> I think Reed's probably. I I I think Jarrett's a little more dynamic, but I think Reed's a little bit more polished of a player. So it's like the ceiling versus the floor debate with those two guys. Okay. okay. Can we? Are you got you guys have access to the takes on takes channel of, of the TDM Premium Discord, correct? Uh, I do. Yes. Did you guys see the 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 pizza that Sam put in there this week that he was eating? Uh, yes, I did see Sam's salad pizza. Joe, did you see this? No, I didn't see it. I'm going to show go you the find picture. It. I'm go show you go the find it. That's what he sent me. He said, I'm enjoying this for lunch this week. This man what dumped a spinach. No, no, no. He dumped it's, a Caesar salad. It's a salad chicken on, Caesar salad yeah, he pizza. He dumped a chicken Caesar salad on a, on a pizza crust. That's what he did. Tell Henry's me sitting here wondering, what in the hell are you guys don't doing? Tell me, like, do you don't, do this every day? Don't tell me that this is pizza. You're not going to. He's also disgusted by the pizza, as he should be. That's too far. I don't know I'm a big toppings it. on pizza guy, but no, that's see, it's too much. See, Joe, you're I don't not know helping. That I hate yourself. it, right? And th- this is why your pizza takes are bad. Because if you like this, then I cannot take your pizza takes anywhere else. Seriously. I'm not sitting here. I've never done it. I can't speak to it. But I, I, from an idea perspective, let's say you just have a plain old boring piece of cheese pizza, right? This is what you got, right? The cheese. You know, imagine thinking cheese pizza was the best form of pizza. Well, if you're if you're dealt that hand. Take a friggin' Caesar salad and dump it on top and give yourself a little bit better of a situation. Joe, you know what's you know what's not a slice of cheese pizza? And you know what's not boring, Joe? The Sonos. The Sonos Ray. Ray. 
That's right. Chris, Chris, are you a House of Dragon guy? Are, have we done this yet? I have never seen a single second of Game God, of Thrones. We oh, talked God, about this. I'm thinking so about starting bad. the show, but it's football Why are you season. the way that you are? Henry, thumbs up or thumbs down on House of Dragon Game of Thrones? Oh, my God. Thumbs down. No. Well, you hate Joe, to see it's it. just you and me, my guy. Brother. <laughs> It's just if you're gonna, me. If you're gonna watch House of Dragon, you gotta have your have Sonos, Sonos Ray. Ray. You got to. You can experience TV, music, podcasts, and games like never before with Sonos Ray. This new compact and easy to use soundbar puts you at the center of all your entertainment with clear, crisp dialogue and perfectly balanced bass. Just plug in the power cable, connect to your TV, and get set up in the Sonos app within minutes. Before you know it, you'll have blockbuster sound and streamlined control of content from all your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to shop for Ray now. You know what's really fun about this House of Dragon thing with me and Kyle? We don't really have a lot in common. Like, we just don't. And I, people might be surprised to know that. It's football like, this is, and, and got. Like, football, right? But not necessarily our right, running Not interest. the teams, just the sport. We like right, the same we, sport. We like football, and we've bonded over this TV show. And in the we like, like we don't outdoor, like, We're both outdoorsy. Yeah, but we don't do anything outdoorsy. Well, that's because you live eight hours away. Right. But like, we should do more. We should like, we talk about, we've never gone fishing. We've talked about going fishing for years. It was a staple of the draft dudes do Miami trip that we never got around to. All right. What do you mean? The season hasn't even started yet. Last year, we talked about going deep sea fishing. Right, because you guys book flights to come in on Wednesday for a Thursday night game. Also, Joe was very trepidatious about going deep sea fishing. He was not particularly happy about I, the idea i didn't want to get seasick i want to see the see? dolphins beat the ravens and win money okay that's what i want i wanted oh, you, to see justin tucker miss a field goal i got those things and i also didn't get seasick but i also didn't go fishing uh i have a take here from sports nut this was part of i made a last call this morning i said last call for takes this is this is right an at the awful take. like i'm gonna have the poop hat on i haven't seen already it this is an awful take this is it's an not, awful awful take it's not a great take take tight ends like running backs are not worth being taken with a top 25 draft yeah. pick. You know what? This is a product of being a Panthers fan, right? Like where you've paid bad money to Ian Thomas. You're look praying and hoping that Tommy Tremble can be a thing. Uh, Just I, I think it. sometimes Sports you can be overly influenced by your own rooting interest, and I think the Panthers' struggles to replace Greg Olson uh, has maybe led to this. Joe, name me a skill position player that's not the quarterback that can greater influence both the running and the passing game than the tight end position. Ooh, uh, can't. Okay. Thank you. No further questions, Your Honor. We love you, Sports Nut, though. We do love keep you, pound, but pounding, I do not baby. love that take at all. As a big mismatch guy, big this, tight end safeties, feed him to me. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to Philadelphia now, like... We have a take, Chris. Speaking of that, that was my next take. Very good segue. Mm. This take from Braden. Great. Take, after acquiring Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the Eagles have the best roster and the most depth in the NFC. Ooh. Say it again. Best, best roster and most depth in the National Football Conference. I, I defer to Joe's re, uh, regurgitation of the take. They're, they're top three. I think your ability to feel good about saying yes to that is your valuation on the quarterback position, right? Like that's a big part of having a good roster is having quarterback. And and I, I respect Jalen Hurts and we, here comes, can I say, can I say a word, Chris? 
You can do it. It depends on we the We talk word. about the gas factor, right? We call it the give a shit factor, right? Sure, that's fine. And Jalen Hurts Expletive. 100 he one hundred percent has the give a shit factor. Like, that's one of my favorite things about Hertz. But like, there's a level of play that he needs to achieve for me to like really, really buy in. I think they win the East. I think there'd be a really good football team. They're probably, I mean, they're in the top five for sure. Are they better or worse than the Packers? <sighs> their weapons are better, and their offensive yeah. line is better. Right. I think the defenses are pound for pound, pretty similar, pretty close. And the but you've got you've got right. a top three quarterback versus Jalen Hurts versus right. the skill players and offensive line. All right, so Packers. So you you're going to go Packers over Eagles. Yes. Okay. Um, Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, I think Bucks. Philly Loki has a better back seven than than Tampa Bay does right now, though. I'm just saying. I think there's there's areas of that roster that are better. Sure. And the Rams are very top heavy. That's and I was sitting there wondering if we were going to get to the Rams. The Rams don't have one of the best rosters in the NFL. They don't. They have the best premier talent, arguably, but they don't have one of the best rosters in the can NFL. Can we can we talk about that theory too, real quick? Sorry, we're gonna go off a, a whole side tangent, but I was talking to some friends who are football people and um talking about the 49ers, right? In San Francisco and this two NFC championship game appearances in three years and all that jazz. And it's like you look at the roster. And I think we can acknowledge they have some really nice role players and they're really deep on the defensive line and they've had success with the system. But like San Francisco's had the success that they've had in wins and losses the last couple of years because of the amount of elite players they have on their roster. Do you think that's Blue a chipper. fair statement to make? Brother, 100%. The best left tackle, the best tight end, the best linebacker. I mean... You got Debo Samuel was an elite player last year. Right. You got Nick Bosa... On the right. roster. Like and a complimentary I, I, scheme, right? The scheme right, too. the complimentary scheme. But I think that's the thing with both San Francisco and the Rams that kind of has me like questioning some of my ideologies a little bit right now, in that those two teams have had consistent success despite having top heavy rosters because of the amount of volume of elite players that they have. Maybe no better evidence of that than the the quarterback situations where the, the Rams got there with Mc, with friggin' Jared Goff, right? right. The, the Goff and Garoppolo, how many bro, NFC Championship game appearances in the last four years? Insane, years. right? That's insane. But I think you have to have the, the 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 star power, and you have to have the scheme. So I just. If, if you look at the NFL through that lens, are there any players that are there any teams that you think, hey, maybe we're a little too low on because they have a healthy amount of elite players? I, I think we've made the adjustment with Philly. But Philly's balanced and with elite players. Right. I think that's the interesting debate there with Philadelphia. Minnesota? Kyle, is that a team? Minnesota? So Dalvin Cook's an elite player. Justin Jefferson's an elite player. If Daniel Hunter's healthy, he's an elite player. Harrison Smith can be an elite player. This is just not enough there. I mean, Eric Hendricks is really good. I wouldn't say he's an elite player anymore. Said really good. Oh, by the way, the Rams got Bobby Wagner this offseason, too, for another elite player for them. Tennessee? I don't know. Not enough depth, it seems. I just think it's an in, it's an interesting kind of lens to look at team building through, and I think those two teams in particular um, 
really stand out for being rosters that are a little lopsided and have clear and obvious holes, but because they have elite players, they're able to overcome that and, and consistently win football games. So, um, yeah, just just food for thought, as yep. I say here. And oh, by the way, uh, feel free to continue to tell me, everybody on the internet, that the salary cap's not real as the Saints trade away a elite player in his prime because you're kicking the can down the road with all your void years and dead cap and are you know, manufacture all this cap space and, and let both Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Marcus Williams walk out the door this offseason. Tron Armstead. Um, Tron Armstead as well. Good yeah. left tackle, I heard. Yeah, so... You know, also negative forty six million next year as well. Oh, wow. With hmm. yeah, and, you know it's it's um it's something to watch. And then in uh, twenty twenty four, they're uh, they get some contracts off the book, but they got a lot of that money. So surprise, surprise. Is, is the sidebar complete? Are we? Can I? Yeah, <laughs> you know, okay. it, I'm I'm glad it came up though because I've been thinking about that for a couple of days. The whole elite players and, and how it it skews the the scale in your favor. You know, it wasn't a complaint. I just wanted to make sure we we finished the sidebar before I got us back on track. That was all. Uh, who has Florida State this year from a regional scouting perspective? Keith. So this Florida State takes really going to land well with both of you because you guys haven't watched any Florida State. We're yeah, I have this. not seen we're, this. We're going to skip this one then. We're going to we're going to skip. Thank you. We're going to skip. This Thank one. you. That's why I asked the question in front of time. Uh, this take from RC take John Gruden, not Mike Mayock, deserves the bulk of the blame for the Raiders draft woes. The Raiders have done a fine uh, done a fine dr- fine job drafting on day three, where Gruden's involvement was lessened. That's the take, and I'm, I, this obviously comes off of the heels of Alex Letterwood, a first-round pick of 2021, getting cut by the well, uh, Mike Mayock single-handedly tanking my opportunity to be an NFL GM as a media scout. So, uh, you know, you know what, Louis Riddickle will get a shot at some. Bring point. us back, and yeah, he might bring us back from the brink. Oh God, I think it's a good take, don't you? Yeah, because here's the thing. Okay, like let's let's talk about the draft classes, right? Alex Leatherwood, TDN, 71st consensus graded player. I had him like in the 90s. Like, shouldn't be a big surprise that at 17 that didn't hit. But we knew based off the criteria that they were drafting off of, elite blue chip program. Yeah. You know, like Alabama. It's like Alabama, Ohio State, like if if winning emergency break glass and draft one of the players from those teams. Like, not a big surprise. Trevon Morick, we knew was a good player. They got him at 43. And he is a good player. He's a very good player. And he turned out to be a good player. Uh, Malcolm Kuntz at 79. What do you think of Malcolm Kuntz when he came out, Joe? I'm sure he wasn't in our top 200. Uh, He was not. I can tell you that. (laughs) Uh, How about Divine Diablo at 80? Mm, No. You know, I wasn't in there. You you knew, right? Tyree Gillespie. No. You knew, okay? That that was 143. So that's rounds one through four. Uh, Year before, Henry Ruggs. Obviously, we we liked Henry Ruggs as a football right. player, but that's a set of right. circumstances that nobody could have possibly predicted. Correct. Uh, how about Damon Arnett? 19th overall. Oh, Alabama yeah. and Ohio State, by the way. First two picks. Yeah. Questionable player. Had one good year at Ohio State. Correct. Late bloomer. I think we had him in the firmly in the second round as a prospect at our grades. They took him at 19 because they panicked. They had to get because corner. the corner that they want got drafted AJ Terrell at Terrell, 16, yeah. three picks ahead of him. So they just said, oh, who's the next corner that fits right. our criteria? The Keyshawn Vaughn did, right? Right, right. <laughs> uh, then they had Lynn Bowen Jr. and Brian Edwards. Bowen Jr. was so such a shaky pick that they traded him before he played it down for the team for a fourth round pick. So they took an L on that. Uh, how about Tanner Muse at 100? Oh, no. What did you think yeah, of Tanner we- Muse coming out of Clemson? 
No, I'm sure some type of later day three grade. Yeah, we, we knew, right? Uh, John Simpson in the fourth round, 109. Uh, Scheme-specific guard. And, and I like John Simpson, but again, you're in the fourth round. Uh, Cleveland Farrell, Josh Jacobs, John Abraham. Or wouldn't John have Abraham. Fir- wouldn't wouldn't Abraham. have been my choices. Uh, I will be honest. I was fairly high on Cleveland Farrell. I was surprised he was the pick of four. Right. Uh, but if you watched Abram play, you you again, you knew. You knew there was football IQ instincts questions here. So, reckless player. Reckless player is a great way to put it. The criteria that we boxed ourselves into, and I generally agree with the take that John Gruden had a very, very heavy hand in the early portions of this draft, in these drafts. And because of that, I do think he is more complicit in the shortcomings of a brutally bad stretch of three years of drafting, and more so than Mike Mayock. Mike gets a bum rap, I think, because he was there. They hired Gruden before they hired Mayock, right? That tells you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. And the money that they gave Gruden tells you everything about what influence he was going to have within the organization. Yep. Chris, Good. don't sass me that that went long. No, 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 no. I just ah, I, I like saw it. the hand go up. No, I just don't want to interrupt your guys' thoughts on this before we get to another take. That's all. I'm just trying to be respectful here on a Wednesday. Jeez, relax, everybody. I have a take from W. Bailey 16. The AFC North will have three of the top five secondaries by the end of the year. Steelers are no. (laughs) Oh, they don't have the corners for that. He did put in parentheses, sorry, Steelers fans. Okay, so... Ravens, Browns, and Bengals. I don't know that the Bengals have the corners either just yet. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I like Mike Hilton. I like Ouzie. Big question mark with the other one. Cam Taylor Brick could be the answer there. Could be. But I, and then you I have Dax Hill and, and you have Jesse Bates. So like, I like the Von, Von Bell's Bell. a good player too. I like the I like the collection of talent there. I wish they had a little bit more star power at corner. Ravens have Marcus Williams now, dude. <laughs> right. They've got Marcus Williams, um, Kyle Hamilton's another new addition. They're bringing back Humphrey and Marcus Peters healthy. Dude, did you see Tavon Young? And I know he's not on the Ravens anymore. Do you see he got put on IR again? Oh, I didn't. But that I, I hate that that's not surprising. Right. He's such a good player when he's healthy. Right. It's It stinks. But what's the what's it's, what's the saying about it's a big people league, right? Like Tavon Young is a small player. Like that's that's the worry that you're always going to have. Kyle Fuller, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Chuck Clark, Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton. Man, that's good. Top five, good. I yeah. would probably be inclined to say yes, especially because Marcus Williams, he's a math changer, right? With his one high skills, and you have man corners. Yeah, and then you're going to have Hamilton to play off of that and play low in the hole. And then you're going to send Owe and Hallway's speed at the quarterback, a Jabba when he's healthy. Clayus Campbell's still there. Whew. It's going to be interesting to see them transition to Mike McDonald's scheme, which I think will be fundamentally different than Wink. You know, but, but he was there with Wink. He was the linebacker's coach. You think they're going to be that aggressive, though? Maybe not that aggressive, but they were they were aggressive at Michigan. I'm sure. I'm sure. Front. One high man blitzes will will be yeah. the staple of what they do. I like it, man. They don't have a lot of. 
They don't have a lot of depth. It's I was just going to say, they don't have a lot of depth, though. Right. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this. I think that would probably be my big question. Same thing on offense. I don't think they have a lot of depth either. Well, they don't have anything outside. Yeah. You've known the offensive line was... Yeah, their, their offensive line's okay. It's okay. Hey, big, big win for Kyle. Uh, picked up Mike Davis on waivers for my fantasy team. I know you don't care, but... Oh, they got Kenyon, Jason Kenyon Drake, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there anybody else we need to be mindful of that's... Man, Vince Beagle got hurt again on IR again. That stinks. Oh. Gus Edwards, Tyus Bowser. Yeah. Hey, there's a couple of good players there. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask if Chris has any more um, takes for us, but it looks like he just He's left. out. Yeah, he just gave up. Uncle. Chris, uncle. It's, 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 it's in Henry's hands now, so... <laughs> this could be the this would be the last the best final two minutes of the show in the history of draft dudes right here right um so joe do you have any waiver wire thoughts while we wait for chris to get back in because henry is not going to take the bait and jump in right waiver now. wire waiver wire um what's oh, the mo- any- what's the most amount of waiver claims a team places three you think that's the the, the most additions one team is going to make is three three yeah it'd be the giants uh, you don't think Houston has a chance to surpass three? I just feel like they've had so many pieces. Like, I think they do have a chance, yes, and they're higher in the priority, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, yes, they are. So that, that could be good. By the way, uh, do you know how many wide receivers the Texans currently have on their 53-man roster? Uh, four. Four. I've got a feeling they're going to have two more. Two quarterbacks, too. Who did we keep? Kyle Allen and Davis Mills. No, I know that the quarterbacks, you nut. I'm just saying they kept two quarterbacks and they kept four wide receivers. <laughs> right. So did, did they keep 53 players? <laughs> right. I, right. I, I think they're at 53. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's an interesting team, man. Very interesting team. I, and I, I would like to think that they claim three or more. Personally, I think they'll get there. Eight, they're keeping eight linebackers right now. I mean, that's too too many, right? Okay, and and can we acknowledge they're also like stack linebackers? These Every are not, these them. are not pass rush edge guys. Yeah. Like this is Christian Harris, linebackers. Christian Kirksey, Garrett Wallow, Jalen Reeves, Maven, Neville Hewitt's still ticking. I yeah. love that. I love that for him. Coming out of Marshall, I liked him a lot. Uh, Gruget Hill, Blake Cashman, and Jake Hansen. Hey, look at Kirk Heinisch made the 53, the initial 53 there out of Notre Dame. Big congrats. Are you surprised at the amount of rookies that are or are not on this roster? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven rookies, bro. That's a lot. Plus Mechie on uh, reserves. Yes, that's a lot. I think I that's know. weird about this team is like you see all these like really young players and then it's like, oh, Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison play for this team. Right. <laughs> like, what? Right. What? Just, a, just a couple of odd, <laughs> odd veterans thrown into the mix there as well. Right. Uh, but we're, we're going to release everybody here on Takes on Takes. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Henry Johnson. Uh, we're, we're not acknowledging Chris Schubert since he bailed on us before the end of the show today. But we hope you guys enjoy Takes on Takes. We will be back two more episodes again this week. Kyle Krabs. Joe Marino, Henry Johnson. Thanks for checking out Draft Dudes. Thanks to our friends over Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Make it a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you all again tomorrow. 
Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.